Let's get you back to On the Map. Here's Dave Plyer. All right. Washington, D.C. is unique among American cities because it was established by the Constitution of the United States to serve as the nation's capital. From its beginning, it's been embroiled in political maneuverings, sectional conflicts and issues of race, national identity, compromise, and, of course, power. Now, one of the most visited cities in the U.S., Washington, D.C., offers a variety of interesting experiences, from learning about American history and government to seeing many of the most iconic sites in the country. This vibrant city is also home to great food, art, cultural attractions, and much more. Elliot Ferguson, president and CEO of Destination DC, Washington.org, is joining us on the map. Welcome in, Mr. Ferguson. Thank you, Dave. It's a pleasure to be here. You know, when you think of DC, uh, you know, images of historic monuments may come to mind. However, be beyond its renowned landmarks, the nation's capital is a treasure trove of leisure, entertainment, dining, and so much more, isn't it? You know, it absolutely is. And, you know, every city is going to basically talk about how great their destination is, the restaurants and, and the likes, and that's all true. Um, I think the thing that makes D.C. so unique is, to your point, the way we were established, the history of the city, uh, the federal experience, which includes, I call it the three M's, monuments, memorials, and museums, but above and beyond that, the city itself, its rich culture, rich heritage, and things that, that we appreciate that visitors uh, really get a chance to experience when they're here. You know, I was there several years ago with my family, and it was it was such an eye-opening, beautiful experience, especially for my my younger kids, you know, just walking through American history. But we so enjoyed just the experience of of being there. And this month specifically, first of all, it's President's Day weekend, great time to talk about D.C., and also, this month, you can celebrate the cultural significance of black history in D.C., the nation, and beyond, with a lot going on in town as well. You're absolutely right. I mean, clearly, there's no better place in Washington, D.C. to learn more about our democracy and those that have led our country. We all know that Washington, D.C. was not the original capital of the United States, right. but for a long time now, we've had the distinction of being just that. Um, so President's Day is a big deal in Washington simply because so many of the presidents are memorialized here in the city. But to the point you made, um, as we look at diversity, equity and inclusion, Black History Month is huge in Washington. We've been known for a long time as Chocolate City simply because of the rich black diversity of Washington, D.C. Um, the fact that uh, the Dr. King Memorial uh, is one of the few memorials on federal land to a private citizen, as, long, as well as the Mary McLeod Bethune. Uh, uh, memorial. The African American Museum, which opened a few years ago in Washington, has quickly become another reason to come back to Washington and enjoy the city. The history of Frederick Douglass, the Frederick Douglass House, Black Lives, Lives Matter Plaza, and the list goes on and on. I'd also say that as we look at that diversity, we, we celebrate Chinese New Year. You know, as of last week, the huge Chinese um, community this year in Chinatown and throughout Washington and the impact that the Chinese community has had on our great destination. These are great reasons for folks to be able to come and celebrate all things associated with the American history and, of course, Washington, D.C. as a destination. No question. No question. And you could never really do all of Washington, D.C., even in a long weekend, even though I tried to squeeze in as much as I could. But at Washington.org, you really do provide some great itineraries for three-day trips, a, a winter bucket list, or just simple guides that I found with endless things to do even throughout the spring months. 
And that's absolutely right, and that's key. I, I love the fact, Dave, that people come to Washington and think they're going to see four or five museums in one day. And I, I never never say anything. I, when my <laughs> friends come, I said, okay, we'll schedule time to go to each of these in one day. Yeah. And four hours later, they're still in one of the museums. Right. Simply right. because they're so interactive. They're so uh, diverse in terms of what they offer. And um, the fact that they're free, the 16 Smithsonian's are free, not all museums in Washington are, but between the Smithsonian and the zoo uh, and the Holocaust Museum and, Gall- and the uh, National Gallery of Art, which are not a part of the Smithsonian, there are a lot of amazing free things to see and do in the city. The thing that I love the most about uh, coming to Washington is how surprised people are when they see that we have two amazing rivers, the Anacostia and the Potomac River. They see that the architectural history of the city tied to, of course, the fact that D.C. was laid by the French Pierre Lafont in the 1700s and the 180 embassies that really influenced the cultural diversity of Washington as a destination. And that's tied to the culinary scene as well as ways in which we celebrate the experiences tied to various countries in the U.S. I mean, in the world. So it's all in a city that only has 750,000 people, which also is shocking when people are visiting Washington as a destination. Well, and there's staples that, I mean, there's must-sees when you're you're visiting Washington. You mentioned the Smithsonian. Uh, Exploring American history is everywhere. Let's talk a little bit about the National Mall. Yeah, the National Mall is where the largest number of Smithsonians are housed. Of course, if you're standing on the mall, you're going to experience a lot of the notable uh, monuments in the city, the, the Abraham Lincoln Memorial, uh, uh, the, the George Washington Monument, um, and Thomas Jefferson Memorial, the Dr. King Memorial, uh, Frederick, uh, the, the Franklin Delano Roosevelt Memorial, plus, um, of course, the National Mall itself, which uh, you anytime you're watching TV, if, you're, if there's something tied to Washington, D.C., the National Mall, which was where the Dr. King I Have a Dream speech was done, um, in 1968, as well as other notable events have taken place. It is kind of a centerpiece of the federal experience in Washington. Uh, and of course, it's coupled um, by all of the amazing neighborhoods that are surrounding it, be it Capitol Hill, which is where my wife and I live, or other parts of Washington, D.C. That, that have notable architecture and are rich in history and great restaurants and shopping. I was going to say, I really enjoyed visiting the Library of Congress. I mean, you talk about the history there, but the Arlington National Cemetery, what a what a wonderful place to to honor those that that we've lost, but it's just a place of peace. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, talking about the Library of Congress, of course, the world's largest library, free of charge for visitors to go in to experience, um, to see the Magna Carta, to, to enjoy other aspects of American history for free. And of course, any and everything published in the world is usually found in the Library of Congress. And then, of course, the bridge in Virginia. Most people think that Arlington is a part of Virginia when they're at Arlington Cemetery. Of course, the history associated in the past and present as we celebrate uh, notable individuals that play a huge role in, in America's democracy. Um, and, it, you know, what we're finding now is that you're finding more and more cemeteries are places that people want to go to have a not only a, an experience based on being in that cemetery, but also having a picnic and doing yeah. other cool things. So yeah. Arlington is, is, is stunning and a great place to visit. It's funny you say that. Turn of the century, 1800s, uh, early 1900s, 
that's what people did. They they would go and picnic because the cemeteries can be an absolutely beautiful place. You're absolutely right. I, I grew up in Savannah, Georgia, and um, mm-hmm. in Savannah, that was you know I, I remember the Bonaventure Cemetery and people. Before the book Midnight and the Garden of Good and Evil came out, that was a place that folks would go for, for, for night strolls, and Johnny Mercer was buried there. So to see that same level of history in Washington, we talked about Arlington, but there's also Congressional Cemetery in Washington, D.C., whereas you have several former members of Congress and, 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 and leaders of, of key organizations uh, buried there. So it, it is a, a, a interesting place to visit, but a really cool place to learn a lot of history about um, so individuals that really played a role in, in America's the, the formation of our country and the continuation of our democracy. So true. So very, very true. Uh, we're also getting into spring and, and, you know, some beautiful weather coming up. And there's a lot to explore uh, this spring in Washington, D.C., including the cherry blossoms, which typically bloom, what, late March, early April? Yes. The, the easiest answer to when something will bloom based on the dynamics of weather today is to say yes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right. The, the goal for us, hopefully, is to see the cherry blossoms bloom during the festival itself, which this year starts March 20th and ends on April 14th. So long before the the, the, the cherry blossoms have um, peaked and gone away, the festival itself continues. Uh, and to the point you're making, the cherry blossom festival really begins the season in terms of visitation to Washington which is tied with the spring, uh, the springtime, of course, with visitors coming and, and major conventions. Library, uh, um, Congress is in session. So it's a busy time. And the Cherry Blossom Festival starts the, the continuation of festivals throughout the year, uh, including the Jazz Festival, the 4th of July, the best time to come and enjoy the largest fireworks display in the United States and, and the like. So it's, it's a really amazing place to come and experience monuments, memorials, museums, nightlife, sporting events, outdoor activities, theater, but at the same time, tie it in with an experience, be it the Cherry Blossom Festival, the Kite Festival, or some of the other great things that are on our website, Washington.org, for folks to be able to enjoy. Love it. You mentioned dining earlier, you know, from the oldest saloon in Washington, the old Epic Grill, to some of the latest hotspots. Our nation's capital has really become a top-tier foodie destination, hasn't it? Absolutely. And, you know, I, I joke with my peers, you know, every city, there's 700 destination marketing organizations, and we all say the same thing. We have a great culinary experience, and nobody can argue that. But when the Michelin Guide chooses on their own a destination mm. and says the culinary experience in that city is so amazing that we want to basically um, recognize how fast and, and, and amazing it is, um, that makes a big difference. So that's what the Michelin Guide did for Washington, D.C., the fourth city in the United States, to actually be credited by Michelin for having amazing restaurants, you know, five-star restaurants, restaurants, like you said, Old Epic Grill that people know when, they, when they're visiting the city, as well as uh, limited-service restaurants that have a great cuisine. Um, the thing I love the most about Washington, you know, we have the largest Ethiopian population outside of Ethiopia, and what that means is we have amazing Ethiopian food. Uh, we have great El Salvadorian food. We have, uh, Indi- you know, so many different cuisines are, are right here in our city, uh, a very walkable city for folks to be able to come and enjoy while they're visiting our city. Not to mention from family-friendly and budget-friendly hotels, Airbnbs to high-end boutique hotels, luxury hotels, there are great options to stay in D.C. for everyone. 
You're right. And, and that's the key is to make sure that the visiting public understands that there's something for everyone, you know, be it the new Salamander Hotel or Royal Sinesta or the new Western Hotels, which have all opened and been rebranded in the last few months to amazing limited service properties that exist. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that Marriott Corporation, Hilton Corporation and Choice Hotels are headquartered in the greater Washington area, and they have a large presence in Washington. And with that, they have a vast array of products that individuals can can enjoy. Um, a lot of people like independent properties or hip hotels. Right. Or, and uh, you know, the, the key thing about Washington is that we have something for everyone at all price levels. Washington.org is where you can find everything you need to know about our nation's capital. Elliot Ferguson is president and CEO of Destination DC. Thank you, Elliot. That was a lot of fun. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Chicago. And I look forward to several of you visiting our great destination in the future. All right, news is next here on 720 WGN.